What we do here is go back, 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 back. back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately, episode 252. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, entrepreneurs, hustlers, people in and around the world that are on their thing, they're in their vibe, they're doing what they do best. And, uh, you know, you're probably often misunderstood. That's like a lot of our audience, right? Um, you know, you're probably going against the grain, you're wanting to do something different, people don't always get you. Well, you know what? Either do our guests. They, they go through some of the same things. People don't understand them. They are building something they believe in. They, oh, you know, success is not overnight, uh, it, nor is it glamorized and glorified like everybody else in the media sometimes portrays it. And all of our guests, they come on each week to talk about what are they experiencing in real time you know, while they're building something that means something to them because they're humans. They're going through human experiences just like everybody else, just like you listening, right? And, uh, and that was kind of always the basis of the show. I'm Matt Gottesman, founder and editor-in-chief. As some people who are watching live know on HDF Magazine or on uh, at Matt Gottesman or at Hustle Sold Separately on uh, Instagram. You guys can also reach out to me. You guys know I actually answer each and every DM, every message that comes through. And I've got another amazing guest. He's back for a second time after I think it's been maybe almost three years at this point. It's been quite a while. And, uh, you know, I, I, we're going to be talking about quite a few things about uh, doing the work versus recruiting others to do the work. Uh, I've got a big, big um, uh, rant about that. He's going to rant about that as well, too. And uh, influencers versus influencing, right? Like these are very, very important things. Um, you know, owning your situation and your reality, uh, re uh, rewriting your own narrative, right? So these are some really big topics that are going on right now and where I think people are getting stuck in movement for themselves and in excuses and in not making certain things happen that they want when really the power is always right there, right? So we're going to dive right into it. Uh, my guest is Will Armijo, founder and CEO of Will Powered Nutrition Consulting and co-founder of B13 Home Services. And he's got a plethora of other things that, that his titles don't do him justice for how much he's actually doing. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned, he's an entrepreneur, speaker, influencer, um, because he's actually influencing change through his work, which we're going to talk about today. Uh, and uh, former NCAA baseball player, nine-time MPC bodybuilding competitor, holds an MBA along with a certification in nutrition and strength training, 15 years of experience in health and fitness industry, and he is crushing that industry in an entirely different way than the way people normally do it. Uh, and he's been featured in multiple magazines, local news, global podcasts, uh, speaks on both nutrition and business and entrepreneurship. So, uh, Will, what's up? Welcome to the show, man. Man, thank you for having me back on. I know it has been a while since I was on. And I know last time we had such an amazing conversation, we dove so far down a rabbit hole. And now with a couple more years of experience under our belt, I can't imagine this show will not completely top the last one. 
Yeah, well, you know, we have these conversations weekly anyways. <laughs> so let's just be, be, be fully honest that, you know, um, we're, you know, in essence, we're, we're just having the same conversation, but now recorded basically, right? Right. And so let's just dive right into it because um, there's a lot of hot button issues going on right now. Um, Business-wise, uh, we've had rants on Instagram, of course, but we're not going to go too far to just that as much as like doing the work. Um, and, you know, for, for everybody that since I, normally people used to like that first question being like, let's get some context here. I know that I've done your bio before, like you're, you know, you've, you talked about your journey before real quick, like just like a two or three minute, like mm -hmm. what's been happening where, you know, what have you been building? So that way everybody gets more of the context about why we're going to be talking about these things in the first place. Right. So um, I'll just I'll make this really, really quick. Growing up, getting into the health and wellness industry originally was pre-medicine, switched over to business, knew that I had a passion for health and wellness at a young age, grew up overweight, created a system 100% online to help people with health and wellness. My goal was to scale this for global scale, make an actual world impact with helping people just on a simple matter, losing weight, gaining muscle, learning, being educated on nutrition. I felt that the industry in a whole, we we have so many different opinions. We, we read and see so many different things that we are supposed to do. And then a lot of it is contradicted with a lot of the, the, the food and the supplement industry that we just don't know. There's no clear path on where to go. So Willpowered, my goal was to design that path since I have been on that path my entire life. So leading up to today, We've built, a, we've built a very successful online business. We've helped thousands and thousands of people. Just to put it a little bit into perspective, over the past year, we've, um, we've helped, I believe, over 2,000 people, and we've lost in our weight loss programs alone over 7,000 pounds in a year globally. We worked across 48 different states, seven different countries. So we have developed a system to bring to essentially kill the diet for good, educate people on nutrition, wellness, internal health, gut health, exercise, the whole balancing portion that we've all been looking for since the beginning. How do we maximize our genetic potential, have a good physical appearance with what we've been given, but most importantly, feel happy, feel good, and live a, a long, healthy life lifestyle that is exactly what willpower is here to do that is where i'm at right now is building that to scale boom thank you for doing that and i've and i've and i've watched a good i came in right at the as the scale train was about to happen basically because right. i mean you had already done a lot of the research you had done mm -hmm. a lot of the um you had helped uh you had had already run i think like three challenges at that point mm -hmm. um you know you were just at about that thousand mark with your private communities um mm -hmm. so it's cool to actually i mean i, I would have witnessed had i known you sooner i would have witnessed all the other stuff but i i mean i know i know how your business works so it's right. all good um this idea uh you're you're known for doing stories i'm catching up to you slowly but surely <laughs> i'm starting to do them every day wherever i can do lives but you're known for doing stories talking about habits talking about food talking about um you know the work talking about what you're seeing going on out there because um, and a lot of people reach out to you. You know, we 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 both deal with this. Um, people come to you and they say, "Hey, like, you know, how'd you do it, man? Like, and oh, I want help, and oh, I need to do this, and I need to do that." Let's just dive right in and go into like the pain points of like what is exactly happening with everybody. Like, and and 
I mean, I want us to be able to rant and have a healthy conversation, but I also want to keep it, you know, and keep it real with them. Right. But I also, I also want it to be positive as well. I mean, you know, but we have to be, we do have to keep it real because the fact of the matter is, is that this idea of doing the work versus constantly recruiting others to do the work for them is, it's not, it's not healthy. Right. And the, the beautiful thing about my situation is I was almost forced into my situation and, and I'll let you guys understand that as, as we go forward. But Matt said a very important thing and it actually just hit me right now. And it's not, you know, you guys with, with your social media, building your own business, building your platforms, entrepreneurs, you don't want people to see you doing the work because that's easy to portray. That's easy to put on a show for. You want people to hear about you doing the work. You want people, you want it to be, people are talking about what you are doing and the impact that you are leaving it can the thing the access that we have to social media the things that we can portray the false realities that we can put out there people can portray and look like they're doing the work but it's it's the ones that you hear about it's the ones that people cannot stop talking about they're scaling their company they're impacting people they're doing this they're doing that you can't stop that that's going you're going back centuries now where when people are talking about what you're doing, that's a true influence. So going back to where I started and let's just let's recap a little bit on doing the work is when I started my business, I didn't know anything about investors. I didn't know anything about partnerships. I had an MBA, but I'll be honest with you guys listening. My MBA taught me how to use Excel really, really well. So aside from navigating the entrepreneur space, all I could think to do was to give away free, prove that I was passionate and that I could get people results, and then start charging my value and growing at a pace that was directly correlated to the results that I was getting people to help change and impact their life. That's how I tapped into the entrepreneur world, which is a very hard way to do it. But like you had said earlier, What'd you say about in the garage? Doing it in the garage? Oh yeah, you want me to go? On? I'll, I'll just just doing the work in the garage doing and the understanding the everything garage. under the hood, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are you queuing me up? Because I'll go on a tear. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, everybody listening, I was I was talking. You guys might have seen me do a, a live on this, or not a live, a story. And I was talking to Will. Um, you know, and I'll be candid. I'm I'm not. I won't mention any names because it's not. It, that's not important. But it was the idea of. Um, People who, uh, I'll tell the story. If you want me to tell the story a little bit, yeah, just a yeah, little, yeah. so that way it gives sure. that, you know, since we're, we're, we're conversating here. Um, I was telling Will how um, a, uh, a CMO type of figure came uh, and, and spoke with me. And when we were, we were having a discussion and I was learning of this person's background. And the background was, you know, you're holding a high title position with all of these other um, different companies, if you will. And, um, and, but none of them really commanded doing the work. And so, and the more recent uh, job was more from an analysis, but analysis without ever, ever actually doing the work, like how can you fully know what you're looking at with data, right? So that was kind of the, the discussion. And so the discussion then got into, I was saying all of the different things that I can do. And uh, after I spoke about all the different things that I can do, um, the conversation turned to, you know, what can you do, you know, for me? What can you do for us? And, and it was a very interesting conversation because I'm like, 
you know, it's funny that we're having this conversation because like, I just basically said I can do everything. And you're actually looking at, and he's like, oh, you know, so looking at me as a, as a resource to do a job that that individual couldn't necessarily do. And I get it because they play that kind of role of, well, my job is just to go higher. Your job has always been to just hire. You've never actually been in the garage. So how do you really truly know like what you're looking for um, if you've never actually done any of the work? And in the garage is like, uh, it's my analogy of saying, well, if you know what's going on with the carburetor and the engine and the oil and, you know, the exhaust and uh, the filters, you know, like all of the components that make something up, you have a working knowledge of like how to, you know, how to hire, or how to make decisions with a business or how to scale or how to make changes, you know, you know, what to look at, what not to look at, right. all that stuff. So go ahead. Think about, I mean, let's just talk about in the garage real quick and applying this to your entrepreneurship lifestyle or even your, your health lifestyle. You could say, just like Matt said, knowing what's under the hood, knowing the carburetor, knowing this, and we're talking about a car, right? But then, I mean, let's just be honest with our, our society. There's a car shop down the street on every corner. You could just take your car in. People will do it for you. But you can't do that with, with your entrepreneurship or, or your health. You, if you do not know the components, the inner working components, and you shut down on the side of the road, let's just say your path of entrepreneurship or your path of help, there's nowhere, there's nobody to call. There's nobody to fix it. Right. And that's where people freak out. And that's why the, the entrepreneur road is such a lonely road. Nobody's, everybody's scared to travel it because there's nobody there to hold your hand through it. There's no shop to turn off into for somebody to fix it. So I see the same thing in the health and fitness industry. I'm just lucky enough to be in both, but I see a direct correlation that that's why it's a lonely road. That's why there's, there's, there's quick fix pills and supplements. And that's why there's a million different business coaches everywhere you turn on Instagram because people are trying to fill that void. They don't want you to learn how to do the work because if you learn how to do the work, you won't be dependent on them. When you're self-dependent on doing the work, you are unstoppable, which makes you the scariest person in the health industry and in the entrepreneur industry. The scariest person. People will move out of your way at that point. You know you know what I think are the, the greatest um, business coaches, uh, the same as what you do as a nutrition coach, kill the diet. So the, the best business coaches, the best ones I ever had um, or mentors um, taught me how to do the work so I could just do the work. They didn't necessarily, you know, they weren't there to do it for me, right? Um, and I think that's where it's funny with like, you know, you see some of these um, plans out there. It's like, follow this blueprint. But like, you don't, you don't do that with your community. I mean, you give them um, the tools necessary to understand how to, you know, how to maneuver themselves through the process, but you're teaching them how to do it themselves. Right. So one interesting thing, and I'm, I'm going to constantly go back and forth from the entrepreneur world to within my industry with this, which is health and wellness and the people that I work with. So in my industry and the people that I work with, you're right. We give them the tools, right? We give them macros to track. We help them lose fat. We have them weigh themselves. We have them take photos. But in that world, we create the dependencies in order to destroy them on our own terms. We take away the dependencies within a controlled environment so that when they go out into their lifestyle with zero dependency on us, they can navigate it on their own terms. In the business world, there was no blueprint for me. There was no tools. There was nothing. There was nobody that I saw doing what I was doing on a scalable platform. I, I didn't see it. So I had to essentially navigate and create my own tools throughout the world of the entrepreneurship, which showed me 
which directly correlated it to the fitness world to helping me build tools where people can learn to do things and then go off to do them on their, on their own. Because I saw how empowering and important it was to learn the tools and even build the tools, mm. which was awesome for me. Yeah, well, um, it's interesting, uh, you know, to check myself, there have been times where I was hoping that I could learn from certain people certain things. Um, but because I always have this kind of um, forward thinking mindset about stuff, I'm not saying always first to market, but when you have that first to market kind of thinking and concept, you find that most people can't really give you the answers because they don't know. And I had to learn too that even some really, really great people that um, might know, might not know, you know, because they're kind of like trying to work through it too to try to figure it out for you because you're like, oh, well, this is different. Right. So it does force you into a place where you're like, if I choose this path to be first to, you know, to market or to do this kind of concept, I have to build the tools myself and understand, you know, based on data of mm -hmm. knowing and understanding the people that I'm doing this for. Right. Well, you know, I was something that just popped into my head right now. And guys, you guys listening, this is totally like coffee conversation talk, like me and Matt do this all the time. I can already feel the flow right now. So using your own physical body could be such a good tool for you in the entrepreneur space. Because what I've learned, and I would consider myself a, a rookie in the entrepreneur space, but what I've learned is in the entrepreneur space, it's easy to outsource everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's somebody that's willing to, I mean... You want me to think for you? I'll think for you. I charge $100 an hour. Like there's somebody for anything in the entrepreneur space. The crazy thing, look at all these motivational, inspirational people who have drastically changed their body through physical fitness, through running, through overcoming adversity, overcoming um, obesity, overcoming cancer. Look at, and you can do this with yourself. You have to put in the work. Like you, Like running in the morning before the sun comes up, eating the clean and healthy food, getting rid of the sodas, getting rid of the candy, you notice it's a struggle. It's never easy because if it was easy, everybody would do it. We've heard that before. But there's something about changing your own physical body, mind and body. When you start shifting that on your own terms because of the work you're putting in, that's something anybody can do right now today. You could be listening to this, thinking of a business idea, already in a business idea, $300,000 into a business idea, five years into a business idea. And if you feel stuck or not, not know where to do the work, start doing it on your body because everybody feels the pain and the struggle at the beginning. You should, in my opinion, you feel that same way in your business. Like you oh, got to yeah. go through that, but most people don't want to go through that. You go through that. You're going to come out on the other side, extremely empowered. And to your point, you have worked in the garage and everybody is in different layers. Everybody has different garages, right? There's some people working in their six car garage with giant bays and there's somebody working in their little one car beat up garage. Like everybody, everybody's still working. That's the mm -hmm. thing. You're still work. You're just working on different cars, AKA different businesses. Do you ever have any off days? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I have off moments. I have off seconds. I I'm, I'm human. I think that's one of the best things, one of the best realizations that I've I've ever had having to grow up the way I did, having to put the work that I've put in is I the older I get, the more I come to terms with I am just as human as everybody else, which motivates the shit out of me. It motivates me so much because it it tells me that I am on the same page as everybody else. The same opportunities, they were all created. 
They were not handed to me. They were created by me. So I know that everybody has the same exact opportunity. So it, it inspires me because I'm like, if I could get through this, other people could get through it. I have, I have off, I don't even like to say off days right. because I think every day, if you're listening, you would be lying to yourself if you said there were not moments out of every single day mm-hmm. where your brain argued with itself. Oh yeah. Ah, do I need to do that? Ah, maybe I'll sleep a little bit longer. Oh, I'll sleep 20 more minutes, but I'll just do 20 more minutes of work 10 minutes faster. You know, like you're, there's always going to be a constant battle in your brain. I mean, to be on, you're just battling the off all the time. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, that's speak re- to that. No, it's, it's very well put. Um, and I like that you said off moments because they are there. It's not so much a full day. Uh, they're definitely more like, I mean, you can have it more in one day than normal, but it's definitely moments. I definitely have my moments and, um, and I'm learning even to have healthy conversations with my ego. You know what I mean? When that happens, like I, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I had um, something was was kind of tripping me up, and I said, "All right, you know what? For just a moment, just a moment, um, how does that help me?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like, and can we? You know, clearly, we both feel we want a similar outcome, but you're not giving me a solution. So, like, I hear you, I acknowledge it, but like, it's not helping me. So right. I got to figure out then like, you know, and, and, but you're right. The, the battle, I mean, um, you know, you brought this up in nutrition, um, when, uh, like even if we're having like emotional eating, right? Like you'll smell something like in an outburger or something like, and then all of a sudden, you know, if you're having like kind of like, a, it just happens to be triggered at a rough day or a rough moment. Um, I've actually gone through it now. Like I, I just want to do it. And that's actually empowering. So to your point, it's interesting to, when we make healthy choices for our body, even just once we start even working on it more, it does actually bleed over into everything else because like it's empowering to make those kind of like right choices. And I'm going to tell you what's crazy about what you just said, <clears throat> why it's so important to relate it to your body and your health, not just because I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the nutrition space. What do you need to survive? What does your human body, you want to build this business, you want to take over the world. You won't build the business or take over the world without surviving day to day, which means food, water, sleep, and shelter. So your body will always fight survival no matter what. So no matter what space you're in, no matter what industry you're in. So nourishing your body, being systematic with your body, being accountable to your body, giving your body the proper tools, that's the only way you can truly maximize your entire potential. And to what you said earlier just popped into my head, having those off days versus off moments What's crazy about off moments is they happen in the present time. Yes. They happen right now. So think again, it's funny we keep relating back to food. Think about people on diets, right? They have a cheat day, right? So think about you have an off day. Let's just go back. Now let's let's transition right back to the to the entrepreneur world. You have an off day. Now back into the into the nutrition world. You have a cheat day. Oh, I'll do that on my cheat day. I'll eat that on my cheat day. I'll rest on my off day. I'll I'll have an off day, but not today, right? When you're in the moment and you can pivot and make changes in the moment, you're doing things in the present time, mm-hmm. which directly impacts every, the, the trajectory of your day can be completely altered by making a choice or a decision in the moment. So recognizing that you have off moment, don't ignore them, acknowledge them, accept them, and then fucking own them. Own the off moments. 
Well, you know, a lot of times, yeah, it's just about understanding why is that even happening in the first place? Why are you being presented with these choices? And why was it that you were going to lean into one choice versus another? And, and one that might be healthier for you versus one that isn't. And then now we're talking about habits. Now we're talking about choices. Now we're talking about intention. We're talking about a whole slew of, of different things that um, that are, are when we can become more present, acknowledge an off moment, be like, all right, you know what? I'm feeling this. That's okay. So what am I going to do about that now? You know, <laughs> and, and then being able to move, you know, from there. Because, I, I, again, we're human. You're not going to be always on. Um, but I do believe the more practice we have with making great choices, the better our trajectory and the faster our trajectory is um, from those things. And But you also made a really good point um, that I hadn't thought about. And it's true because I'm guilty of this a lot. Um, the body is it, it, the survival mechanisms of food, water, um, shelter, and sleep. And you can't do anything without those. So it's funny how sometimes as entrepreneurs, we don't honor those things as much as we should, right? For me, um, the sleep, I'm pretty good for the most part. Although lately the sleep has been a little off, so that's kind of crazy. But, um, and the shelter is great. Um, but, and the water is great. The food, like, uh, it's interesting how some days I'm not eating enough because like, you know, when I go on, like it's it happens to all of us. I, there's, there's been phases where I, I'm on it this time. Every day, that's it. And then there's other times where like, you know, then when you run out of the groceries and you just didn't get to go shopping for a couple of days, you know, it's all those same things. Mm -hmm. um, the ability to understand that you're human, but then um, recognizing you need to get back on your path too. Right, right. 100%. And, you know, going back to that origin of doing the work, I, I keep going back to, look, we're not talking to people who are sitting on the couch, not moving, eating a bag of potato chips. We're talking to the people who are under the perception or possibly doing the work. I mean, you guys wouldn't be listening to this podcast without doing the work. Lazy people don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> so let's just start there. You can't be some lazy person. Whoever's listening to this is not some lazy person sitting on the couch. They'd be watching TV. They wouldn't be listening to a podcast. Right. You could be driving in your car. You could be getting ready. You could be on the, on, the, on the cardio machine. I don't know. You're doing something, but you made a decision, a positive decision to listen to a podcast, right? So you're already somebody that does the work. Just our natural ability as humans, we want to put off the work. It's like we still want to do it, but then we want to put it off. So it gets done in another way. I'll give you something uh, that I read a while back that's even trippier uh, to expand on that. The simple act of talking about what you're going to do, actually, they say scientifically sends a sort of an endorphin rush as if you had just completed this. It's the same feeling as if you had just completed the task of actually doing the work. So sometimes talking about doing the work gives you the satisfaction of it doing and they don't end up doing it. Cra ah. Crazy when you think about it because so th that's why more often than not, they say, don't talk, just go do the work. Mm -hmm. Because um, talking about what you're going to do uh, will make you feel already, quote unquote, successful. Right. Because the mind has been triggered as if you, if there's a satisfaction there. Like, oh, you know, and we see this with entrepreneurs that all the time, right? Like, and it's going to do this and I can't wait till we do that. And, you know, once I have the money to do this and when I, when we build that and like all of this stuff, right? Versus just getting into the work and actually just doing it. So they're almost fooling themselves of success actually existing 
because the simple act of talking has already exhibited a certain um, neurological rush with the endorphins and serotonin and all that other stuff. Crazy, right? Right, right. And you know that that's so true, man. And it, it also goes back to like habit, right? And and it, we all know that we have habits and it's like, well, what actually creates a habit? And it's it's routine and trigger. And there's always something that will happen at the subconscious mind. And again, for those of you listening, which is something you cannot control at the subconscious mind that will trigger a routine. You know, so what what you see a lot of successful people doing is they start to create really damn good triggers that just pop them into routines. And these things are happening at the subconscious level. Nobody is scarier in the entrepreneur world that's just routinely being successful. Like root, and when I say routinely, I mean at the subconscious level. They're just those are those people you can sit back and watch, and they just do things, and you're like, "Whoa!" And the, to there, they're like, "What? This is just like this is my day to day." They didn't. They weren't born like that. No. They created routines that are now on a quote unquote autopilot. Like imagine creating an autopilot of successful routines. Who stops you? You're being successful when you sleep. You're being successful when you think. You're being successful in the conversations you have. You're being successful in the to-do list that you're writing. You're being successful in the things you're putting your hands on routinely at a subconscious level. So now you're creating success at a subconscious level. Imagine what you could do at the conscious level. You could be creative. You're creative at the, at the conscious level when you have routine, successful habits at the subconscious level. That's a dang, that's a dangerous place. Very. That's a, um, I'm creating my own reality in every second of the day and doing anything I want, freedom. Right. Otherwise, you're just caught up in the, you're caught up in, in, in the routine part, like consciously doing the routine, which is like constantly doing a to-do list. That's why to-do lists could be so dangerous for you. Right. No, I mean, I, I've even learned that how like um, to-do lists are tricky. I, I've, I've revamped how that's done is um, when I now do a get to do list, as I call it, um, I put what are my like North Star, my, my vision or my like the goals at the top of like, what is it that I'm, you know, constantly like, working for? And then what and then the today's to do list are the tasks that are associated with the next step in the process towards that bigger thing. Because otherwise, and as you heard in a previous podcast, if we just keep routinely doing to-do lists every day, just tasks every day, where's it all going? So we have to actually know why we're doing what we're doing and where it's all going. Otherwise, we're just we're, we're not really aiming for anything and we're just kind of in a, in a hamster wheel, if you will. And then um, and I think the same is probably held true for like routine daily routines for like our overall like, you know, well-being on this planet like why are we doing what we're doing and like because then we're also more motivated to make it happen would you agree oh a hundred percent i mean i we, we we coach and expand upon routine triggers choices end result i mean we expand upon that stuff in the world of nutrition in the world of health you know but it, from, from the psyche perspective it plays over into anything i mean look all of us have bad habits mm-hmm. there's not one person that doesn't have a bad habit you may never talk about it you may never expose it but we all have it you know so it's like some of the most empowering moments are when you sit down and you understand your pros and your own cons right because then you see yourself as like a project and you start tapping into that to that to that creative brain that 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 very conscious mind where you're like okay if I have the ability to do good and I have the ability to do bad, 
how is this all happening? At what time of the day is it happening? At what part of the brain is it happening? You turn yourself into like a little science project, you know, and it, it, it sounds weird and geeky, but it's what gives you the empowerment to ha- to create the choices, have the choices that you want to have. Because otherwise you just, like you said, you get stuck in the routine and then you're constantly now looking for the answer when you have the answer. So my question to you is, as you continue to develop your own routines, I think we were talking about this a little while ago that, um, wow, this really is like a coffee talk. <laughs> so we were, we were talking about this a little while ago that um, constantly updating the routines, like, you know, whether it's the sleep or the activities in the morning, at what time do we get up? You know, what time do we go to sleep? Um, what time are we eating? All these different things. Um, you know, when are, when are we going to the gym or when are we, you know, doing a specific activity that's best for, um, our business, um, you know, uh, and before I, I guess what I want you to like elaborate on, like, how have you kind of checked and balanced yourself along the way to figure out what works and what doesn't work? Cause I think that people naturally get discouraged when they try something and it doesn't work. And it's like, no, you're just trying to kind of maneuver the pieces to be a flow in your day that does work. And uh, as a small example, one thing that I've noticed is that I am highly, highly creative in the morning coming off of sleep highly creative for a long while i was really implementing a lot of my meditation and um you know gratitude and some spiritual stuff whatever quite a bit um maybe some journaling and stuff like that in the morning but coming off of creativity and going right into those things is also delaying some of the work for my business that would actually really benefit i've now tweaked it i come in hot coming in hot <laughs> like at like you know five thirty six o'clock doing those activities first that are like maybe um creative for the business that are like, you know, business centric activities that really work well for me because my brain is on fire. And then I take a break and I do some prayer, meditation, gratitude, you know, or potentially, you know, go do some movement or something like that. Mm -hmm. So just curious, like how, you know, how have you, um, how have you implemented some of these routines? Cause like that's, that's hard. People get discouraged in the routine building. Right. Right. Especially when our world and our society is so designed to be very routine, get up at the same time, right. go to work, go to the coffee room at the same time, go to the right. break room at the same time. The one thing about those routines are they're not under your control, right. right? So you get a sense of somebody is controlling this routine. So what ends up happening is that same psychological belief plays into your own personal routines, almost as if somebody else is controlling them. So you never actually sit back and change them or even try to because you create a ha- you create a routine, a habit of other people controlling your routines. You see, there's there's a vicious, vicious cycle here. So my my personal routines, just to play off of what you said, the one thing that has really helped me out recently is what are the things that make you happy, mm-hmm. right? And the, And I don't mean like, you got to go sit in a park and and paint a portrait of a tree and, you know, Bob Ross it with some birds when you mess up. <laughs> but like what makes you happy in your business? What makes you happy in your health? What makes you happy in your relationships? What makes you happy with your family? Like don't ever lose a part of the happiness on a day to day. Just like we were talking about earlier. Don't put it off to another day. Oh, I'll be happy on the weekend. We've all heard that. Oh, I'll be happy on Sunday. No, no, no. What makes you happy today, right? And if you're an entrepreneur or you're starting a business, you wouldn't be in that position if something about it didn't make you happy. So again, for example, you, 
you like being creative. That's what makes you happy. Yes. So you're automatically going to, well, what time of the day am I most creative? Because naturally, that emotion is being triggered because you know that's the time of the day that's going to make you the happiest. So if you're starting off your days on things in your business that make you the happiest, how is the outcome of your day going to be? Versus routinely putting things at the beginning of your day or at your most, because some people, right, you're more creative in the morning. Some people are more creative at night. Some people are night owls. Some people are are early birds. When you start trying to do tasks, routines and tasks at a time that would make you the most happy or the most efficient, or or you're, you're mixing it with things about your life or your business that make you happy and they're negative things, you're kind of just messing up with your whole, you're messing up your whole psyche. So for me, I'm also very creative in the morning. I have a routine of like, I get up, right now I make matcha lattes. I know that sounds so bougie of me, but it's not, I promise you. <laughs> matcha is an adaptogen, it's a superfood. It has natural caffeine that will give you a completely different caffeine rush than normal coffee beans at half of the potency and caffeine level. Trust me guys, you'll wanna do this. I tap into some matcha tea, gives me a little bit of boost. I've already told myself, whatever I put in front of me, this is going to be fun. It's going to make me happy. So then I start moving through things more in like a time blocking perspective. And I know we're hearing all this stuff about time blocking. I get it. But what I've learned about the negative routines of my world is I I am that person that will create a to-do list. I mean, I'm the person that's got to make my bed and make sure all the pillows are straight every single day. It's no, I'll, I'll be late to something. That I'm, I'm routine. So I like to see a list of things. But what I've learned is I've caught myself putting things on my list like get up and go have a snack, like just so I could check it off because I wanted to see the check mark. You know what I mean? I'm human. So time blocking for things also made it slightly competitive, but fun for me, right? It was like, oh, well, you're going to work on this um, project for your business for an hour, right? And no matter what I did, that's what I did for an hour. You know, you're going to take 30 minutes for social media, cool then i don't feel a negative vibe like oh i'm on social media i got to get through these quick so now i'm actually giving positive feedback to people i'm ask i'm answering positive questions because i've allocated i've allocated time which is you know your most valuable asset and your mindset during that time frame is positive so now you're putting off that positive energy you're you're creating positivity within your business you're owning your own schedule you're owning your 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 time blocks you're owning your routine and then things, again, start to happen at the subconscious level. And that's when you create the routine of being productive and being successful. I like that you slow down to ask yourself, what makes me happy? I think I know from per- firsthand experience, um, you know, not so much my ways now, but in previous times, that when we're so quick to jump into routine, without knowing what makes us happy. We're just jumping in a routine because we know we need to be healthy. We know we need to be successful. We know we need to do this. We know we need to do that. Um, we are jumping right into a burnout before we even know what's going to happen, in my opinion. And so I like the fact that slowing down to actually think for a minute of like, what makes me happy? How will I integrate that into my day? When will I be doing those components versus some of the other components that are a little bit more, you know, maybe maybe it's not that they don't make me happy, but I know that they're healthy for me. So I still want to make sure to do them and schedule the time for them. But I have to, you know, know, I have to almost kind of trick the body and the mind a little bit about when those things get done. I think that's a, it's a very valid point. Um, because yeah, if, if it's interesting because yeah, if we did get up knowing every day that we're going right into a routine, I was like, eh, I mean, not a, it's not a negative because it's probably good. Some of those things are probably good for us, 
but I can easily see how the trajectory of the day is going to go based on like, if that's how you're feeling to start it, you know, that's not good. <laughs> well, then I mean, think about like when somebody's so indated in a routine, like they're getting ready to go to the work. And I say this cause this has happened to me before. And I'm like putting on my nice white button up shirt and I'm getting ready to go to the office. I'm, you know, working my nine to five sitting in my cubicle and I spilled coffee on my white shirt. Like the week is done. <laughs> I'm dead. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everything is ruined. I have just, because it ruined the routine. It mm. ruined the routine that, that somebody else placed on me. Right. So it's like, and I know this may be a hard concept to grasp, but it's like, what's going to happen when you actually own the routine? Like you own that routine. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, F it. I'm just going to go to work with this coffee stain. I'm going to, who cares? Like this is, this is my world. You know, like this ain't going to, this ain't going to mess me up. You know what I mean? It's, it's the perspective in that moment. Again, going back to the present moment, you know, all oh, this is going to mess up later in my day when I have this thing. And it's like, Later in the day when you have that thing actually hasn't happened yet. It's actually not even into existence right. or reality yet. You've just created a negative energy towards that thing, which means you are not going to create opportunities anymore. You are not going to have the opportunities you thought you have because you're projecting this negative energy into, into mm -hmm. your future. Of course, it's going to. You're manifesting it. You know what I mean? Stay present in that moment. Enjoy. And I'm saying this for health and for entrepreneurship. No matter what happens in that routine, your routine, their routine, going back to that happiness, enjoying that moment, like really think about it. Enjoy that moment because you don't get that time back. You don't get that time back. No matter what it's all for, no matter how hard you're working, no matter if, if it, the business is successful, your launch, your scale, your health, whatever, when you eventually get to that end goal, the feeling, the satisfaction that you get is so temporary. It's so short-lived. All that time you spent getting there, all that time you spent getting mad, you didn't do enough on your to-do list, you didn't knock out all of your things, you lose all that time. You lose all of it. You know what I mean? I do. That's... What caused you to stand, to take a step back and, and think some of these things? I'm curious. Well, what, what happened? Um, what you just talked about, man, burnout. Burnout. I'm a go-getter. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a true... I ain't scared to say it. Like I'm a hustler. Like I've, I've been forced to be a hustler. I, I was a hustler of my weight when I was 10 years old. You know what I mean? I was trying to hustle weight off my body, like low key trying to hustle. I tried to hustle the Atkins diet with my body. Like my thing was burnt out. It was, it was, I'm living a life that I told myself I wanted to live, that I said I was going to live. I'm doing all these things, but I'm losing that sense of happiness. Yes. You know what I mean? Thank I'm losing you. it. I, I'm, I, I don't feel that those goosebumps anymore. Like, where's that? Oh, look at this new idea. Like I'm losing those. So I had to go back. I had to check my own ego. I had to set, sit back and go find that. But I had to find it. There was no book I read. Right. There was no, no YouTube channel, no influencer. I had to find that in myself. There, there, isn't, uh, there isn't a formula for that. There isn't a, it's not in a book. Because um, it's, it's been the same thing for me. Um, and people wouldn't even actually know, notice it um, unless I talk about it, you know, which is our job as well, too, if we're trying to be very transparent. Um, things like the podcast give me a rush. Things like writing and creativity give me a rush. Those are things that make me happy. The burnout is real and a lot of the other things. And it's interesting how if all of a sudden we burn out, we have to also be careful because the things that we also like, we can also become either slaves to or, or burn out on. And we don't want to, we want to, we have to nurture that relationship too. 
you know so it's it's interesting to um to become uh go ahead go ahead so just so before this leaves my head you know going back to our original do the work right so now you could be thinking oh well should i just like chill out and be happy or should i do the work or should i right so my thing is you got to do the work to be happy right you got to do the work in your business you got to do the work for your health you got to do the work to be happy you got to do the work to travel you got to do the work in your relationships you got to do the work with your pets you got to do the work all the time so don't get in a i'm either doing the work or i'm not doing the work you're think outside the box right there is no box you're always doing the work right always when you know because uh uh it was funny i started hustle sold separately and and um hustle and deal flow before the word hustle got really really saturated in the market and then of course then it got a lot of backlash when people were like hustle you know oh like so only the grind i'm like no 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 and you've heard me talk about this before you've seen the post before it's all about hustling for the things that are most important to you in all aspects of your life all aspects take work you have to be the active participant you've got to be the star player you got to be you know the champion the king you got to be all of the things showing up as once for in all those different areas you know and even as i even as i watch um some other people who i admire in in you know family wise and other things where they learn to be so good at their work for so many years but now they're forced into other avenues of their of like oh like here's what i how here's like how i have to i mean their health was decent but like they're running into some issues where they were never really big on working out or um you know that kind of more active lifestyle and they're finding a new level of work and i said you know as as i was saying this to a family member i said yeah the same work ethic that you put into all your work all those years now has to be put into other areas of your life whereas i'm like if you'd wonder what i've been doing the last five seven eight years if some things in my life seem slower than others it's because i'm trying to do all of those at once because that's the journey like I, you know, in order to be able to do the work for my health and understand, like I, I didn't start on, I mean, I was luckily always around healthy people. So I was always around the gym, but that's not the same as understanding food and all that stuff that didn't start until like five or six years ago. So like me starting then that's a journey of like, oh, okay, that's why we have to think about these foods and oh, that's why we have to now try this. Oh, that's how we have to implement this, you know, and that doesn't just stop there. It's like, oh, that's why we have to sleep this much. Oh, that's why we have to do this kind of movement. Oh, that's why we have to do this kind of like meditation and, and you know, and gratitude. Oh, that's why we have to do this with like the, the business. It's constant right. work in, in all in all avenues. Well, and I mean, think about, you know, everybody, you'll buy books and watch videos and blah, 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 blah about creating the life that you want, right? Go out and create it. Do Be, be an entrepreneur. Free up your time. Free up this. <laughs> and it's like, in order, like, that's such, it's a good concept if you have the right perspective on it. It's like, and I'll give you an example with me. When I got into the health and fitness industry, into the health and fitness realm, I had to do a lot of the work that I did not like to lead me down the path of doing the work that I do like, right? Like, I had to be a personal trainer right. one-on-one to realize that's not what I want to do. Right. I had to get into bodybuilding to go on the crazy crash diets and do the crazy amounts of cardio and and take my food in Tupperware and run to the parking lot outside of restaurants to eat it to realize that's not what I want to do. To I had to work 
nine to five and go to work in the morning before my nine to five and go to my master's class after my nine to five to realize that I wanted to create an opportunity of freedom where I could work on my own terms, which, and that all took doing the work. So I had to do the, I had to do the work that ended up not being the work I wanted to do, but because I created a habit of doing the work in general, it then led me and guided me to creating the opportunity of going, okay, I want to create a business in the health and wellness space that is 100% online that I could do anywhere from my laptop where I could be sitting on a beach to do it. That is what mode all that hard work that ended up equating to nothing ended up leading me down a path to going, this is the life I wanted to create. Now, most people say that, right? Most people say that and they never do it. Right. The only reason I did it is because I created routine and habit of doing the work on things I didn't even like to do. That's true. Which then, boom, now I have it. You know, and you've even made me realize something right now, like that was my that was my original goal. And, you know, when I said earlier, I've been burnt out. The only reason I've been burnt out is because I, I sometimes I don't actually do that. I told myself I would travel the world and I would sit That's in a, coffee yeah. shops and, and Wi-Fi and do my work. And I don't do it as much as I should. Right. I that's my fault. I lost sight of that, which is why I'm not as happy because that was the original goal. So don't right. lose sight of that. For me, it was traveling, but uh, yeah, I I completely feel you. I um, you know, and again, just being completely raw. So I went all in, put my chips all in at 22. Like, get out of my fucking way. And I tried to, and I I learned so much that would lead to the rest of my life. But it was such a blow at su- because it didn't work out at such a young age that that became actually my narrative um, for quite some time. And so, but I still had to do the work. So I didn't understand tech. I had to like sit with engineers and be like, I don't understand this stuff. Can you teach me? And, you know, I didn't understand marketing. I don't understand this stuff. Can you teach me so I can implement it? And then it started. And then as I consulted, I had to do a lot of things for a lot of different companies that I'm so grateful because like it wasn't consulting like, let me tell you how to do it. It was oh, I'm doing the work for you, which was cool. So I had to constantly do a lot of the heavy lifting for so long. So first, a startup that taught me that the, the startup teaches me, here are all the tools that you're going to have to do. Great. By the way, now the next 10 years, here are all the tools. Or here's where you implement the tools for doing like jobs for other people, if you will, right? In consulting. So it was like all of the hard, heavy lifting. And then it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, that's great and all, but like now I want to actually impact at scale and actually do something that uh, that affects people at scale um, and rework that right back into my own set of business, not just in the media and all that stuff because that's great, but like there's other things that, that can't translate until way, way longer down the road. And it's just interesting how you have to take that step back and like the, the underlying theme was constantly like doing the work. And you can't escape it no matter what you do. In fact, even once you do come to that like, you know, entrepreneurial route of, of, of creating your own business, it's taking everything that you had previously and dumping that right into like now doing it for yourself, you know. Right. But it's good that you did it for other people because now you're actually doing it for yourself. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So, so like what is, what is your definite when somebody says like, Matt, define do the work? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? <laughs> For for me, it's just jumping right into it and trying to understand like all the variables that I have to execute. Like it's just like right away. Like I instantly, um, when it's like doing the work is is um, diving in, like dissecting what's in front of me, and be like, what's this gonna take, and and let me like just start doing like one thing at a time, so I can just start like pushing them forward. Right. Right. So you just 
proved something that I was hoping you would say, because if you didn't, then it would have messed everything up. But this just goes to show the type of person you are, because you, you, the first thing you said was jumping right in and, and navigating it, right? Right. Mo, this is what I would argue, because this used to be me, and it's, I'm the opposite. I'm more like you now. But before, when somebody would say, do the work, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, what is the work? Mm. Let, me, let me try to understand what the work is before I do it. Mm. That's like, those are all the people we run into, right? Do the work. First thing is that, well, hold, what is the work? You said jump right in <laughs> and then navigate it. Where are those people? Right. Like if that's you listening, you have a gift. You have a gift. Do not be scared to fucking use it because your mindset of do the work, jump right in and navigate it will get you so much farther through so many failures and successes to living that life that you want to live versus the people, no matter how hard they work. I don't care how hard they work. I don't care if they bench press 400 in the gym. I don't care if they know how to manage a portfolio of X amount of money. The, I'm Those people make me nervous that are like, well, hold on. Let me analyze the situation. What is the work? Let me try to figure out how I'm going to do the work first before I do it. You're missing out on time. I will say where I have expanded now is from a place of um, what I like to call smart navigation, meaning um, when there are opportunities or when there are um, uh, like, well, uh, yeah, just really opportunities, like things that I, you know, could be doing. Um, the smart navigation is I want to make sure that anything that is coming right in front of me, that I can make the type of executive decision of a, can that go into some sort of a system? B is that in my lane or areas of expertise that like make sense for me. So I don't take on more than I should, because I also recognize the weakness of, of, because I used, because I've always jumped right in, I also take on everything and also a lot of other people's responsibilities as well. Obviously, with my own, it's only my own responsibilities. But I've also now come to learn about how to do smart navigation of like, hey, like, and I'll give you an example. For example, the other day, looking at something that is kind of quasi related to what I'm already currently doing that I know a lot of other people need. And I literally said to this person, like, how does that, 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 that component set up in the, in the business or whatever? And, uh, and we had a great conversation about it. And I said, I want to do the least amount of, um, of, work here that throws off your process and um i want to maximize the most efficiency in doing this so like now there is like a lot more smart navigation meaning that you know since i've learned from jumping in for so long now i i know like what the signals are and i'm like ah red alert red alert like be careful like because that's if that only leads to just more work that leads to more burnout I don't want to do more burnout. I want to do. Ma I want to constantly maximize efficiency, strength, and scale, um, while leveraging partnerships or while leveraging you know different components, and then making sure that like oh no 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 this allow if I double down in this that helps this thing over here. Not let me double down. Oh, and let me do also all of that extra work that I hadn't thought of before. That's also your work that also gets in the way, etc. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I mean when you say experienced navigation, the first thing that pops to my mind because I know you personally is experienced intuition that's what it right. is right you wouldn't jump in first right and then make those types of decisions with two fundamental aspects one experience but two intuition right without those two you can't you can't confidently jump in you're jumping making an educated jump right right you're jumping off the cliff 
knowing that there's water down there, not rocks. Right. You knew that based on one, your intuition, but two, your experience. So experienced intuition. The foundation of your intuition is built off past experiences that you have accumulated that allow you to now at this point in your life, jump into doing the work and navigating through it successfully at minimal, unnecessary noise right. to reach an end goal. Which I could not have done without previously jumping in all the time. Right. And landing on the rocks. <laughs> oh, I've hit so many rocks. <laughs> I've hit, they hurt. I mean, I'm literally going to a physical therapist for it now. Uh, but but. So, so many people are scared to jump in like that. And I think a lot of it, you know, leading into the some other parts of our conversation of like social media and how we're percepted and how we're compared to others and how we create this reality of people are just, you're not in the Truman Show, guys. Like people are not staring at you just waiting for you to like, you better not mess up. You better not mess up. You want to know the honest truth? Nobody freaking cares. Like let people into your journey mm -hmm. and let your journey be authentic. Jump off the fucking cliff and land on rocks and be like, hey, who else landed on rocks today? Like, let's figure out how we could jump into some water next time. Like if like that's one, you know, I don't wish anything would have happened any different than it, than it has, but I wish that at the beginning, I could have been so much more authentic in that portion. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's just when I was growing up, being overweight, you don't want any, you don't go around going, hey guys, I'm fat. You want to go on my journey of weight loss? You know what I mean? Right. You get laughed off the schoolyard. Right. So I got conditioned into a way of thinking. I'm just so fortunate enough that I've been, I've conditioned my way out of that. But I think that that's, that journey is so valuable. It's the time you don't get back. Like, trust me, you don't have to be like, super successful all the time like create that journey so people follow it so you could be an actual influence a real right. one right well and then um you inspire them by doing the work and then right. and then they're also leaning on you to potentially guide them just the same and thus creates a very nice ecosphere and community as we always talk about of others um doing taking taking the charge doing the work doing you know taking the leap as well um and that's where the importance in our content comes is that that narrative you know and i and i get it because like sometimes like i like where i where i ended up catching myself a little bit was it's not that i didn't want to have the narrative more it's just that like sometimes we 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 only want good for everybody else that like behind the scenes. So like if they only saw my accounts and they only saw my content, but they didn't see me talk enough throughout the day. Like as if I was journaling publicly, that actually caused a lot of people to be like, oh, wow, like this man is just way too busy. And, uh, you know, that which is, is difficult when you're trying to lead a community. This man is way too busy. He's got a million different things going on, like Uber, 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 successful and stuff. He must be living on some mansion somewhere where we'll never like see access to and all this other stuff. Like it actually created an, its fucking persona that I was like, oh, like, so even I, the man who helps everybody else's brand, like have a full on identity was actually not sharing enough of um, my own identity narrative throughout the day at times. I mean, it's gotten a lot better over time. But yeah, I get it because it's also sometimes that journey that we're taught with like, you know, you never, it, it wasn't taught that the fat kid says like, hey, everybody want to come on this journey of me of like losing the weight, you know? <laughs> so, um, and then and then how do we feel when we actually do see people who do that 
and they and and slowly but surely over time they start crushing it and there's almost that inner feeling of like wow it's not them that's bothering me it's my lack of maybe not doing it myself that's bothering me because i right. know that i should be having that same narrative outwardly well and you know I, I know guys we keep going on these tangents but it's like the whole love and support right like right. use your social outreach use your accessibility to support people for the positive right the more that we all do it the more when it comes to you, it will come to you. Don't expect it, but it right. will come when it needs to come at the time it needs to come. So your guys' obligation, just as it is mine and just as it is Matt's, but just listening, you know, go and support, celebrate people, support people. You have the ability in two freaking sentences to comment on somebody's post, like somebody's post and support them. Like, hey, great job. Like, hey, just wanted to let you know, I think you're crushing it. You know, go leave a, a go leave a review on the podcast. Go leave a star rating. Go like our photos. We'll like yours. Go comment. Be positive. Right. It will just like to what Matt was saying. Sometimes you do so much for other people, but just know the more authentic positivity that goes out when it's your time, it will come back, and it will come back at that moment when you need it the absolute most. Absolutely, I, I completely agree. I completely believe in that. Yeah, you know, and and the the thing too is, uh, from a social media standpoint, um, take note of all the people, like of all that goes into people's content. You guys are only seeing the end result of that content that goes out. You don't know what it's like to stand in front of a camera for like so many, you know, different minutes or you know a half hour i'm just like like what would help the people the most right now like no this topic we've talked about this topic seems to keep coming up let me do the research oh like they're all been asking for this like that's a good topic that'll really help people you know um and same in nutrition and same in you know a lot of, you guys don't see the even people maybe who just rock star type oh, that's fine too like you don't see like you're seeing the end result content support them they're trying to do it for you in any capacity. Right. Now, I hope that it's more for positive impact. Obviously, some people are doing it for vanity and other reasons. But you know what? Love people where they're at no matter where they're at. Like, the fact of the matter is, is they're still doing it for you. So, like, show them some love and support for, like, for all that effort. You know, you're so quick to scroll in your consumption daily matrix living life. Sorry, I'm like all like, not not our crew, not our loyal following. <laughs> not, but I'm just saying people in general, like, they're so quick to, like, just, like, just scroll away through life. Stop stop for a moment to think about like that person took a time out to create this for the world to see cool that's why people don't understand like when i approach like people who are kind of still like you know someone like a little bit quote unquote smaller as they're like coming or coming up you're like me like you sure i'm like yeah like your shit is cool like look at what you're doing look what you're creating look at what you're about like all this other stuff they don't and 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 i get it because unfortunately they're just dealing with so many people who are like or overlooking I'm like, you're just not known like The Rock. Quite frankly, you're training like The Rock. You're just not known like The Rock. Tell me the difference. Right. You know? So I, I believe in that support. Right. For that kind of level of, of, of creator as well, too. And, so. the, and the only way you're going to get authentic support is you have to put your authentic self out there. It's true. You know what I mean? Just like you said with getting in front of the stories more and, and showing yourself and being a part you know, people will tell me all the time, they'll be like, oh, well, you're you're always in front of your Instagram stories and you're always like, you're just naturally good at that. You're good in front of the camera. <laughs> and I'm like, did you know that I went through network marketing where I, when I first started, had to stand in rooms of people who thought network marketing were pyramid schemes and I had to try to tell them that this product was really good for them? 
Did you know I stood in rooms with four people and spoke to a room where nobody wanted to be there? Did you know I flew down to Colombia to speak in front of people who didn't know English and I had to have a translator? I've been in some of the scariest speaking situations. Now, of course, it's easy for me to get in front of a camera because I've done that. I've also lived my entire life playing baseball as a pitcher. So the only time I was ever on the field is when I was on a giant field in front of hundreds of people standing on a mound that was placed eight inches above everybody else where people were just staring at me all day, every day for my entire life. It's a good point. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. Like um, when, because when people, um, you know, ask me about like, oh, well, you know, it's so easy for you to say for video. I'm like, I spent all of 2018 (laughs) <laughs> like in front of the video camera to try to learn it. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, at all. But but then like, yeah, and thinking about like a lot of other situations, I was always like put into like lead situations where it was like lead play in front of a thousand people, you know, be a speaker in front of all these people were like, I remember when I, I got brought onto a, um, a uh, in into a, a major project uh, with a global organization. And I'm speaking to like 400 of their like, you know, members cabinet members in front of a room that's like also not our age demographic by the way you know what i mean and yeah. worth millions and billions you're like okay i won't joke there you know like and and having to have that interaction of just constantly being in situations where um the practice has always been all around me and even then it still doesn't mean that it's not new for me when i try something new i'm still trying i'm still trying to figure it all out you know you know i got a buddy who i guys listening i grew up in Gallup, new mexico which is a very tiny little town in new mexico um, I have a buddy that I grew up with and I'll, I, I doubt he may, maybe he'll listen to this. I have no idea, but his name's Chad, Chad Mangus. And to this day, like I would see him like last year, he'd get on Facebook and he would start freestyle rapping, right? He would be freestyle rapping, like, like for real, not joking around. And I used to just, so, and this is me built during time of, you know, I'm building my business and we got, you know, tons of viewers on everything that we're doing. And I'm like, this dude does not care who's watching. Right. He does not care what you say. He's doing what he loves to do. Like he loves to freestyle rap and he's doing it live. Not a pre-recorded video right. like, oh, let me let me record a video just in case I mess up. Live. I would just sit there not listening to him, just watching in so much respect. Right. Like I don't know one person that would do that. I see it all the time when I when I when I see people who like and and you even sometimes see it with people who aren't good, but they love it. I know. And they do it and you're like, Mad respect. man, <laughs> like, and it just kind of then goes to show you why you have to put out your thing or, and you have to put out your vibe and put it like, it just kind of almost goes to show you like, no one's really going to hate on it because if anything, they're going to be like, yo, that dude sucks. But man, I give him fucking props. You know, right, like, actually right. like doing it like I could never do that. Like, hey. You know, he's kind of confident. <laughs> and then that right. leads to a whole other narrative and like of opportunities and things because it's like, wow, like that person really, you know, man, he like that's so hard for me. Like, how does he do it? You know, so it just kind of goes to show you like, oh, it's it's not hard. It's not that it's not hard for anybody. It's just that some people just leap and they'll right. just do it. Well, I mean, look at even what I'm doing right now with um, with all of our willpowered stuff. You know, our thing is kill the diet. Right. Well, every single nutritionist in the world writes diets. Right. Every single personal trainer that has any of their people on some type of nutrition program puts them on a diet. I'm literally saying the opposite of what all of them are doing. You know, so I know that if I got put into a room right now with 300 nutritionists, dietitians, dietitians right. or trainers, they're all 
you know, thinking completely against what I'm your saying. Target, your target number one. Right. <laughs> but it's like, I'm so confident in our ability that I will take, I will take that hit. I will take it. I will go against it. I will speak scared. I will speak to people who don't want to listen to me because I believe in it. And I think that when you believe in something, like you truly believe, it doesn't matter. That's true. At all. It That's does true. not matter. And and therefore you'll create your reality. Right. 100%. Boom. That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're actually we're at a, an hour and seven, but not surprised, man. But um what uh what do you wanna what do you wanna end with? I mean, that was actually pretty killer what we just did. So um what where what do you what do you think um everybody listening right now? I mean, I know we talked a lot about routines and finding comfort comfort comfortable zones of our genius you know and things like that um what's a takeaway you want everybody uh, outside this entire podcast episode but like something that you want everybody to know about well i think we'd be doing a disservice if we didn't touch on the influencer verse yes influencing yes. topic because i think that's a great way to wrap it up considering it. that's like the, the the heated the the, the heated uh thing in our society right now so to cue that conversation up, Will and I talk a lot about this, that um, the word influencer is sometimes backwards, uh, meaning, um, you know, to advertise, you know, whether you got these like online courses, I, we, he and I each run our own online courses out of the betterment of your nutrition and your brand. But then you see, uh, sometimes you see online courses like become an influencer, <laughs> Which we have we've extended our, you know, kind of thoughts on, um, meaning that it's better to be influencing from the work and life you are leading than to solely become an influencer who hasn't done shit but is portraying a life that has been led of doing of, of doing things, right? You know, I mean go ahead. Right. Well, and it's like, you know, you just nailed it. You want people will say, Oh, well, I want to be an influencer. So I can then influence the world. No, go influence the world and document the journey. And if you're really making an impact, you will essentially be an influencer. Exactly. You, you will become that. But don't think that you have to build your following. You have to get the likes. You have to, because that's all you're influencing. You're influencing likes, comments, and engagement. That is not influencing or impacting the world it's the reason why some of you listening right now know those people who are constantly trying to sell something on their platforms because they're trying to use their quote-unquote influence that they've built likes comments engagement to try to sell something to get money not because they believe in that they just need money to survive the people who make an impact in the actual world like if you're starting, you have a small amount of followers or you're you're tapping into that world or even if you're trying to reformat, reconstruct who you are and what you stand for, think about it that way. Document the journey of you influencing or impacting the world and the people who are supposed to follow you, the ones that you're actually going to change your life. Think of all the people right now that you know with huge followings that if they sold something tomorrow, would you buy it? Probably not. Would you buy their supplement? Probably not. Are you downloading their ebook? No, because it's not free. Are you? What are the people that you would buy something from? Look at The Rock, for example. The moment he puts something to market, it's completely sold out. Sold out. out. Completely sold out. I don't see these other influencers with millions of followers selling out anything. Right. He's impacted the world for so long. 
years, like 20-something years, he's been entertaining. He's been inspiring people. He's been selling out, you know, uh, selling out arenas and and inspiring little kids to be like bodybuilders and I want to be like The Rock and and making Disney movies. And like, I, I'll never forget when The Rock started tapping into like Disney movies and everybody's like, what the hell? Like, did he just do the Tooth Fairy? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. what is he doing? But now you look at everything he's doing. He's the most influential human in the movie business right now. He yeah. is the most valued target in the industry. The dude was jumping off ropes in little mankinis and shiny boots <laughs> like 20 years ago right. because he got cut from a foot from a Canadian football team and his uncle was a pro wrestler and he was doing it in backyards. He is now the most influential human in Hollywood. That is crazy. Keyword influential. Right. Now because of what he looks like or what movies he's in because whatever he touches, he influences millions of people. Like, don't you want to leave that kind of legacy? All like day. all day, I influenced the world. Right, I impacted Which the world. Only came from doing the work. doing the <laughs> work. Doing the work is not hiring somebody to build your social media following for you to then go sell your platform that you think is going to change the world. Have you noticed that never works? Right, and if it does, you're cool for like a day. Right. And now you're looking for something else, some other snake oil to create. Like, just go out, go volunteer, go help people, help your friends. If you have something really good in your head and you think you're, it will help your buddy's idea or, or it'll help them do something, go help them. Don't be greedy. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah. Just that, that is how you change the world. Yeah. Help the people you're closest to, help your friends and family, then go help other people be successful and you will create the opportunities that you need. You will create that love. You will create that energy. You will make an actual impact. And then all that authentic, raw, and real, when you're ready, when your time is ready, you will sell out on whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Instant. 100%. And that's why the long game is way, way more worth it. You, you have more at stake with the long game. It's not just selling out. It's legacy. 100%. Legacy all day. It's also your identity, right? Because then you know who you are. You cultivated yourself the entire time, right? Versus the short-term game where you're just masking a lot, right? So it's your boom. life. So boom. Well then, uh, so you're you know you're welcome back in on any time, man. Um, we'll do another one probably here sooner than later. Actually, I think. What do you got coming up right now? You got you got some things that are coming up as well. Yeah, we so we have our will-powered. Um, you know, I'll just brief everybody. Our willpowered program, what it does is it it takes you to a state of intuitive eating, which allows you to essentially kill the diet for good. It allows you to learn about your own personal internal health, navigate food, navigate exercise, and find that balance in your life, and essentially never diet again. That's what our program does. So we've we've finally streamlined our program where you can come in, you could experience us for thirty days before you commit to anything. See if we can walk the walk. Now that I'm talking the talk. And if you like us, we can help coach you to that state, help you with that relationship with food, turn you into that intuitive eater. So we have a challenge coming up for the month of July. Our next one will be in September. And after September, we will be doing them every single month. So I challenge everybody, come on in, tr try our programs, get as educated as you can. We'll get you results in the meantime. That's what I'm doing. That's how I am here to impact the world. My goal is to make willpower to household name to be nationally recognized and to change 
to change and shift the way the health and fitness industry is and your perception of it and how to navigate through it. So that is what we are here to do. And I will not stop. And those of you that know me know, I will not stop. You're already doing it. You know that, right? I mean, you're, you're, sure. al- you're already doing it. It is an international thing. It is, uh, you know, becoming a household name within the people that know about you. The rock status is just, you know, a, a, a little bit down the road, but, <laughs> but it's coming. It's probably coming closer. Than, and the reason I say that is because you are in international waters. You are, um, uh, you know, as Seth Godin said, you know, the goal sometimes, I mean, eventually will become rock status. But even Seth Godin said, sometimes the goal is not to be popular to the world, but popular to the, the people in the world, um, in your world that matter of what you're doing, right? And you're quickly becoming that. So then we can go to rock status. Right. And if I need to jump around in a ring with little tights on, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I won't be, but uh, but for everybody listening, <laughs> for, well, I tell you what, for everybody listening, I am, I'm actually jumping into, I asked Will ahead of the show, I'm going to jump, uh, I've been in his programs before. Um, more so first when I was observing, just trying to better understand his brands back in the day and now more so as a participant. So I'm jumping in on July. If anybody wants to join me and that's on this, uh, listening, um, where, where, where can they go? Where's the best place to go? uh, Yeah. The best place to find information is will-powered.com. All the information on all of our programs is there, but honestly, just reach out to me personally on Instagram. You could just search Will Armijo, A-R-M-I-J-O. My handle is at i.am.willpowered. I am willpowered. You will see me. I will pop up. Reach out to me. Just like Matt says, I, I answer every DM, every comment. Um, you can reach out to me personally on Instagram or you can email us on our website. We have a full team of people that get back to people within 24 hours. So He, he really does. The integrative health side and with, with, with Bree, like uh, I'm going to be doing the gut check health. So that's why July is like, July is Matt's uh, gut health a month. Is that, That's what I'm actually doing. That's why I actually pairing it because, uh, because of that side of things as well too. I think it's a great timing. So guys, be sure to check uh, at i.am.willpowered on Instagram, will-powered.com for his programs. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's a lot of people who always try to pitch to come on um, the podcast. Like, and I mean a lot, a lot of coaches, a lot of people with their books, a lot. Of, like you got more than I ever share with all of you guys. And some that come on because they're just amazing people. This program, do it. It's different. And besides, obviously, being one of my closest friends, but it's it's not just even about that. It's just that, like, it, you guys know and understand how I feel about things. That if, if you're wondering from more of a nutrition and health side of things, this isn't really about diet. This is more about, like, just well living. Check it out. Like, don't walk. Just, like, run towards it. And, like, let's all actually do it together. Like, you guys can even ping me about it or whatever. I think it'd be pretty cool. So looking forward to seeing you guys all inside of there. Um, you're welcome back soon. We can do another, another, well, I'm sure we have a million topics because we always talk about something new anyways. Uh, and uh, so everybody listening, appreciate you guys as always. Please uh, feel free to reach out for anything to either one of us. And, uh, you know, please, when you get a chance, I would love for you guys to leave a rating and review. They matter. Appreciate all you guys. We're out.